Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. We're here along with other experts and real people with real stories to help you navigate life after separation. Whether you're newly separated or divorced and co-parenting, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Split. Hello. We are your hosts, Jennifer and Ashley, and we are very happy to be here after a bit of a break in around the holidays. Um, today, we are talking about parenting time. And I know there might be some people out there right now who are even thinking, you know, what is parenting time? Because so many people use the word custody. Mm -hmm. And that's what we really want to talk about and explain today, because um, a lot of people, myself included, at the beginning of my own like journey, I didn't really understand what custody meant. I thought I understood what it meant. But after a consultation with my lawyer, quickly realized that I didn't. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then some different parenting um, schedules and how to come up with those schedules without it being months or years of fighting and bitterness to get there um yeah so I'll let you I'll let you explain Jennifer exactly what custody is but I just want to kind of say I mean I thought custody was the be all and end all like one thing one person had you know or you either have all the power or you have or you have nothing uh turns out that's not the case at all um which is actually a really good thing because once you I'm gonna let you break down what it is but Mm -hmm. I think even understanding what it is and the difference and the different aspects of it it makes it so much easier to come to agreements and have a plan that actually makes sense for your kids for your ex and for you right yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah so typically and, and the law has under has recognized that it's really confusing so they're yeah. starting to change the time so agreements still will usually say but then they have it in brackets it'll say custody and access right and then in brackets it'll now say parenting time and decision making so mm-hmm. we're trying to make that transition so the reason why it gets really confusing is in every situation except when we're looking at the child support calculator mm-hmm. custody means decision making gotcha yeah but for some reason i don't exactly know where the, the etymology of this when we're talking about um custody with the child support calculator then we are talking about the who's got time mm-hmm. just in that instance so yeah when we talk about um custody we're talking about who has the ability to make uh, big decisions over the kids lives so in a shared parenting situation you would share big decisions mm-hmm. uh in a sole custody situation one parent would have decision making so i think what you're talking about is when you know now that we've changed it to just say parenting time yeah, yeah we don't have this idea that there's this one thing called custody and mm-hmm. like we have to battle over Yes. Right? Yeah. So who's going to get a larger chunk of it? Exactly. Um, and the conversation, just like the way that I, you know, approach it with my clients in mediation, the conversation just becomes, okay, like, let's talk about the time that you spend with your kids. Yeah. And like, what's their schedule like? What's your schedule like? So, but even just the way, sorry, but yeah. even just the way that you describe that, let's talk about how you spend time with your kids. That takes off like so much pressure and stress and anxiety it's like let's just have a conversation about the kids and how the day-to-day like that would even that's a help the conversation yeah and and in a lot of situations I mean the majority of agreements are shared Mm -hmm. um, parenting time and in the ones where they're not it it kind of becomes self-evident that it's not going to work out as shared just typically because of either location or work schedule right so when parents start 
talking about the schedule, it's like, okay, well, obviously, you know, kids are going to be with mom or kids are going to be with dad for a majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when we talk about the, so, so to back up a little bit, that's always the biggest thing. Like whenever I do consultations, people are like, I want custody. I don't want her to take custody of yes. my kid. Right. Yeah. It's like this trophy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I know. And it they is. Come, it is. It's yeah. like, I got custody. Yeah. So as soon as they, like I have people that are just like a nervous wreck. And mm-hmm. like you said, like as soon as we just even open the conversation and they're yeah. like, oh, you know, I'm not asking it like, okay, who's going to get custody? Like, yeah, yeah. We're just going to have a conversation about it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, yeah. And then we just kind of like walk through it. Yeah. Um, but that's always the biggest concern. So like, I know we're going to talk about parenting time and schedules and that part of custody, but the other, the other part, what does it come down to? It's like education, medical, and yeah, um, health. And health. Yeah. Yeah. Health. yeah. yeah. So those are, yeah, so that's back into the decision-making. So typical understanding and shared parenting. Uh, sorry, I'm backtracking because religion is the other one. That's what I was, yeah. Yeah, I knew there were three. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so typical and shared parenting, we just assume that day-to-day decisions are made with the, whoever parent the child is with at that time. Right. And then, yeah, those bigger decisions need to be shared. They mm-hmm. have to be discussed. So that's the, the unless difference. you have sole custody. Unless then, yeah, then sole right? custody, yeah. then one parent would just be making yeah mm-hmm. all of the decisions. And breaking it down into those things, like I remember once I learned what that was and all of that entailed. I mean, our daughter was young, but we was barely a year old at the time, but we had already figured out those things. And those were actually, we did not agree on really a lot, much of anything, but we had already baptized her. We had already agreed, you know, she's going to Catholic or public. So that was done. Medical. I mean, whatever she was vaccinated, we were both good with that. And then, um, what's the other one? education yeah Yeah. so and and then education well Mm -hmm. we knew that she was going to be going to a public school he was good with that I was good with that Mm -hmm. and I'm like okay well I mean I know there's going to be some things along the way Mm -hmm. but for the most part like you've likely already agreed on those things I think you're already right yeah I think you're that's very accurate I don't often see disputes about those topics at all Mm -hmm. it is more the day-to-day stuff yeah people can't mind their business yeah (laughs) so that's more Uh, I heard that (laughs) so yeah, I rarely had those big issues because you're mm-hmm. right, you were married and probably you're on the same general page. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot of people, religion isn't a big issue. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and they, healthcare, people want the best for their kids. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so custody um, is talking about all of that decision making. And then we're using, uh, in the past, we were using the word access to right. talk about parenting time. And now we're trying to turn that, you know, transition to be just saying parenting time. Gotcha. So it does take, and I do think that it's, um, when everything is passed and, and all of that language changes in the divorce act, I think it will make a big difference. Just those words. Yeah. I, even the word access is not great. Yeah. And, um, I know when I was working with a coach to try to get our parenting plan put in place, I was using her in combination with my lawyer. She was very careful to not use that word. And I, I asked her why, cause I noticed she was using like, you know, Paige will live with her dad on such and such a day because people are really sensitive about that and access is so similar to like the trophy thing right like well I want access I get get the most access so yeah I think like language is huge so hopefully that change is made 
swiftly. Yeah, and, and the other thing that often, so it's it's talking about it as parenting time, the other thing I find that makes a big, big um, difference is when I explain to parents that shared counts as anything in the range from 40 to 60%. Okay. So people always, 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 like every single time are saying, like, I want 50-50, I want 50-50. Mm-hmm. Well, there's seven days in a week. Yeah. Like, it, you're ne- it's never going to be exactly 50-50, mm-hmm. but people feel like it has to be or else they're going to, like, not have as much rights over their kid. Right, yeah, um, yeah. So as soon as they know that, I can visibly sometimes see people like, oh, okay, well, because you sometimes get people who feel like, I need to change jobs. I need to change my schedule, like, so that I can get the 50-50. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, you don't, right? Mm-hmm. And also, we have, we deal with it in Canada, which I like, as opposed to some some um, of the states in the U.S., that we, we don't necessarily get out calculators. We look at the whole picture. So maybe one parent um, really doesn't have in that range during a lot of the months, but then they have the kids for a huge amount of time during the summer. Yeah, because it's or, quality of time too, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, like I know so in that the we uh, some of the schedules that my ex and I have had until we've like now come to this better place, it just the the time that he would have was so it wasn't great at all. It wasn't good for our daughter. It wasn't good for him. Like some of the days, you know, when he would have her during the week for say a dinner. Um, like it was after a full day of daycare, she's exhausted. She was under two at the time he was working like an hour and a half away. So he would be like rushing to get there. Sometimes he'd be late because of traffic or whatever. And like, you know, now we kind of, we've talked about it recently and we both kind of said that was really dumb. Like (laughs) that was such a colossal waste. It wasn't quality at all. And now like, it's a lot easier having it, like understanding that, that you can make it up and yes you you know what I mean like it can be flexible you have to be flexible you have to be flexible (laughs) and like so if you have the understanding with the other parent that they're not trying to like get more time than you yeah like it's not adversarial Mm -hmm. then it's okay to do that right you feel more you're not gonna like lose out or be less of a parent yeah you can be flexible yeah so that really helps people to understand that and and that's why I mean with COVID and everything now like we still have to change quite a bit just because Mm -hmm. things are changing and I'm always very careful to say like if I know he's going to lose time you know, how can we, like, what can we do to make the time more valuable? Or can we like make an extension to time that you already have so that there's not as much back and forth? Like, it's just looking at things. Yeah. Like big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're, you're showing that you're flexible you're open to suggestions. Yeah. Like, and that not, it's not just up to you. Yeah. There's no ill will there. I'm not trying to be sneaky about it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think that's, yeah. Um, so we could start to talk maybe about like how we, like ways of deciding that yeah, in parenting okay. time and mm-hmm. like sort of how we do that. Um, and this could be applicable for if people want information of like how it's done in mediation, but also if you're trying to have a conversation with right. your ex, like about those factors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how usually I start it. Like I said, I would just say, okay, like how are you spending time now? What are the schedules? You want to look at both people's work schedules and your travel schedules. Yeah. And then depending on the age of the kids, if they still need childcare, um, you know, how is that happening? So mm-hmm. often maybe one parent has parents around that can help and the other person might not. So there has to be um, flexibility for that. And this is not my trick. I learned this from uh, someone who taught me, but she had a great little tip that she would say, okay, 
So if I'm the child, like I'm going to pretend I'm the child. So we've set up the schedule. Like what's this day going to look like for me? Yeah. So she'd use the example that sometimes parents are walking through this day where it's like, okay, so I have to get up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you got to drive me to my babysitters because that day's yours because you want this day. But mom's sitting at home by herself. Yeah. Like totally available. Yeah, totally yeah. available. So then you want to walk through, right? And like mm-hmm. after, okay, so after school, you can't pick me up. So I'm walking home like how's that transition? Like, cause sometimes we just look at a, a calendar yeah. and we block off times and it's like, okay, but there's actually a kid there that's mm-hmm. doing that schedule, right? Living that schedule. So we look at that. Yeah. And I love the way that you break that down because I know like, it's kind of easy for me to now look back and say like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. This is so clear to me now. It, this wasn't a big deal. I shouldn't have made such a big deal. But in the in that moment, it is a big deal because it's so fresh. And that's why I think it is like it's going to a mediator, someone who's really qualified like yourself, especially in high conflict situations. Like it's so important because having someone like you to referee and say, what does this look like? It gets people out of that headspace of like pure panic. It's panicked, yeah. Right? Yeah. And and looking, I know I just said this, but like looking big picture and just yeah. how is this actually going to work for all of us yeah. and what's best for our kids? Like, yeah. yeah. And I see it's it's coming from a really good place almost always. Um, yeah. That, you know, I see, and, and particularly, I mean, it's stereotypical, but it, it particularly, I mean, often uh, dads aren't as much of any caregiver role. So admirably, they want to step up mm-hmm. and do that. But sometimes they've they've got these jobs that are, yeah. you know, really long hours or long travel. And so they're saying like, okay, I'll twist myself into a pretzel trying to like get all this parenting time. Right? Yeah. And so sometimes it helps to really talk that through and, and yeah, get creative and say, hey, like this is not going to be sustainable for mm-hmm. you. Like this is, it doesn't work, but hey, how about doing longer weekends or how about you get way more vacation time or like. And when your kids like are in school, I mean, during the week, you don't have them a lot really so like now I see my daughter honestly she sees her dad like every other weekend and I remember thinking like that is not a lot of time but but it is such quality time that she has true he's not at work those days he's fully off he's like a straight Monday to Friday you know type of job Mm -hmm. and yeah he's all he's able to be all in yeah then which is great it's great for him yeah yeah you're right I mean depending like yeah they've got homework extracurriculars mm-hmm. and that's something we look at too with older kids right like what um who's going to be driving them picking up a back and forth from extracurriculars a lot yeah. of kids have not during COVID but yeah you know have <laughs> tons of stuff so mm-hmm. it that becomes really important so it might be like okay you know dad gets Monday and Tuesday or whatever but it's like that isn't actually going to see the kids because right. they're in gymnastics and hockey and whatever. So that isn't, that's really a taxi driver for Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, you want to look at, okay, maybe that's got extra days, but he needs more time, more weekend time or mm-hmm. something like that. So that's where I think it is really helpful to, to really boil it down and look at things like driving time and where are their kids, their friends, where are the kids' friends and yeah. things like that. Um, and then just, yeah, brainstorming like all options, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of putting it on the table. And then I like the idea of always saying, like, if there is some uncertainty or they haven't been doing the schedule for a while, saying like, yeah. let's try it. Yeah. And that's like such a big one um, because I do see people being unrealistic sometimes with the schedules. And mm-hmm. I kind of know in my mind, like, why didn't I try this out for six weeks? Yeah. And we'll see, right? Well, and if you're dealing with someone too, who is very like high conflict, yeah. Um, 
it is okay. They same thing. I mean, as if the, that person is in your role, like yeah. just let them try it yeah. because if you try to convince them, they don't want to hear it They're If it's early days and you don't have a lot of trust built up, they're only going to see it as you trying to control the situation and have things your way. Yes, right. Exactly. So yeah, if it's not something that is being written into an agreement that day, just try it out. Yeah. And if it doesn't go well and you have, you know, some issues within that time, well, that's, they will find out. They'll find out, yeah. And, <laughs> and it will be worth the chaos because then true. they just come to this realization on their own. Yeah, but it's not, yeah, and you want to like diffuse any like, be like, well, you try it, right? It's just like, all right, this seems like a good idea. Like, let's, yeah. let's go do this. And we just take sort of any issues out of it. They've got another appointment in mediation. Or if you're just having a conversation with someone, then that's how you can say it to your ex, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I have some doubts about the schedule, but do you want to just give it a go for a month? Or, yeah. you know, I'm willing to try it, but mm-hmm. you could say, you know, can we agree, like, it's not set in stone, but we'll have this conversation again in six weeks or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, yeah, there might be things that come up for you as well or issues with the kids that you didn't really anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with that too, I think you always want to set the stage that this is going to change over time with their age as well. Yeah, exactly. As they grow older and have different sports or, yeah, exactly. You you said something else too about um, parenting time and like, who are you actually available during that time? And it made me think too of a topic that I think like sometimes people can blow up about. I know I blew up about it at one point, but mm-hmm. um, who the the rights of like grandparents and other important mm-hmm. family members mm-hmm. and their time with the children. Cause I remember yeah. very early on, I had found out that our daughter was babysat by um, my ex's mom who like, I love very, I love her dear, dearly. But at the time I was like, you know, you only had two nights and you were gone pretty much that whole night. Why wouldn't you offer that up to me? And I know that typically in parenting plans, it will be like, you know, you can, you should let the other person know that, you know, I, I have to do something on this night. I have backup for, for as a babysitter, but I'll offer it to you. But now I look back and it's like, honestly, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, Good for you. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. And it's really important to have those relationships. And yes, like he didn't have a lot of time with her that weekend, but like also there's nothing wrong with having some time to yourself too. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I, and, and regardless of that, that is not my business anymore. Yeah. And it has to come down to, was your child happy, well cared for, yeah. healthy during that time? If they were, then just be happy that you had that and you're good and they're good and move forward. Yeah. No, yeah. Good for you. Like excellent point. I think that's how first writer reviews. That's what I was. Yeah. 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 That's what I was. And it's so funny. Just as an aside, the the paragraph that we put in, it's so long and convoluted sounding for this very simple concept, but I Mm -hmm. still haven't found a way of writing it in a more simple way. But yeah, it's basically that if you do not, are not able to take care of a child during your parenting time Mm -hmm. um, and you can put in an extended amount of time, like an overnight or something that you offer them back to the parent, but you made a really good point that you can definitely have in there the caveat that like other than like excluding grandparents or like they're good right. people, right? That's like, but these people mm-hmm. would be okay, but you probably wouldn't be cool with like some rando 15 year old babysitter, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> yes. But it, it can be really good that she got to spend time, yeah, with her parent, yeah. grandparents. So yeah. yeah, so you can have first order refusal, but then sort of have a list of like maybe say like extended family members or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely part of the parenting time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we usually talk about. Um, and then yeah, we could just talk about if things are high conflict or just I think it's important for people to realize 
in lots of situations, not just parenting time. Like mm-hmm. kids want to keep both parents happy. Yeah. So I, you know, if we get into situations where the parents are asking their kids, and and I rarely have this come up, but we're, we've got super high conflict and people cannot agree mm-hmm. on a, on a parenting time on parenting time, then you if they're older kids, we sometimes want their feedback. Right. Yeah. But if parents need to understand that kids want to make each parent happy, so mom will go ask the kids and dad will go ask the kids and their kids are going to tell each parent something very different. Right, right. And this happens almost every time. And it can be very valuable in that situation to have a neutral party. So that could mm-hmm. be as far as um, Office of the Children's Lawyer, if you are in the legal system, can appoint a lawyer to represent the kids and we would do a case study with lots of the kids. But more simply, you could even have, if there's a counselor that knows yeah. how to interview kids, um, or a mediator who knows how to interview kids is just mm-hmm. a third party. And I've um, observed some of those and it's so fascinating because the parents, like <laughs> they, it, they don't know what hit them. Like they just have, when they no hear idea what the child, hear, what has child has said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's saddening, but it also like gives Good. hope that there is someone yeah. like, you know, there's a service out there that can really get to what do they want? What is in their real best interest? Yeah. Not just what the parents think is their best interest. Yeah. Cause sometimes like you just said, you could think that you have your kid's best interest at heart, but you're not getting what to what they want at all. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it kicks the parents in the butt kind of mm-hmm. to like smarten up a little bit. Yeah. Like, hey, no, like, because it's not helpful to always be asking them and talking to them and right. making them choose. Mm-hmm. So that can be a help. And and even if, if things are generally amicable, sometimes even like a fam not like a full interview, but a family friend could even have a chat with them about it yeah. or something, right? And yeah, just exactly. Kind of, not if it's very high conflict, but if things are still amicable. I don't know what is more challenging because I hear this and that sounds so difficult, like because my daughter is so young throughout this whole thing, yes. right? I mean, trying to have those conversations or get someone involved who can have that conversation, that is really hard. But it is also hard to have a child who cannot speak yet. You don't know if they're happy or sad when you're not there or really what is going on like all around. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult. Long story short. Well, yeah. I mean, and with little kids, we're just, you would be looking for like behavioral changes. Yes, exactly. Right? Yep. Like, yeah. She's yeah. happy. She's sleeping while she's eating. Yeah. And, you know, she's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, older kids. And, and sometimes it's not necessarily like we're rarely ever going to be a situation where you're seeing your kids, you know, who do you want to live with? Like yeah. mommy or daddy? Like that's mm-hmm. not happening. But sometimes it's disputes about um, new partners or things right. that might be happening or decisions about, you know, healthcare like whatever like those types Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. um and I think it's just yeah it's very eye-opening like parents the kids aren't being deceitful or anything like that they just love the parents yeah they're trying to please both parties and yeah yeah but we see that very very it's sort of a given that they're they're going to tell different stories to each parent so that's it's good you know to keep that in mind um, so the other I thought maybe it would be helpful to just talk about like some common schedules that we see that sort of work for people, like things that people could try. Yeah. My clients all the time are like, well, what should we do? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, what is your, like, have you tried different ones? Yeah. So we had, um, in the very beginning, uh, we had every other weekend and then two daycare pickups and like a dinner per week. And I, that was court ordered at the time because we had to get an emergency order. So everything was so bad um and that was terrible (laughs) so I had met with a specialist and she said you know it will be best like shorter but Mm -hmm. um, more frequent visits are best especially if you know she's been used to being with you for the majority of the time so that was following 
that advice that I had heard. However, when we actually put it into practice and what I was kind of saying earlier is that like that amount of back and forth was so disruptive to everybody and like her sleep she she was constantly like you know she'd be with me for three days and then we like the you know the third night she'd sleep through the night finally but I would be up because I would be thinking she's gonna go tomorrow night or she's gonna come home tomorrow late and then be up again through the night so I would just be like worrying and then sometimes it happened sometimes it didn't but like the the lack of sleep and the amount of worry and all of that and he was very resistant to this because he was saying you know I work far away I live far away the amount of traveling that I'm doing to spend 45 minutes with her is nothing I want every other weekend for longer because he had one night every other weekend and I think he wanted like two or three nights and I was like she can't be away for three nights because she's never done this before and she's so little and then in that time in between is she gonna remember who you are and like (laughs) that just I I, like you know we laugh now but I just remember thinking before I'm like my she was so little and I was so hung up on this like we need to do this because the specialist said like this is what is ideal and Mm -hmm. I still I understand that that's ideal if he lived a block away that would be ideal for us however everything considered in his job and his work and the fact that things were really difficult between us it would have been better honestly if I just did what he kind of said because it wasn't putting our daughter at risk but I was stuck at you know because of the our past I was stuck in thinking like he wants what he wants he's not thinking of our daughter um and so yeah (laughs) that did not work and now but now we have over time and because of COVID and we couldn't do those weekly visits anymore because there was nowhere that he could take her and she was out of daycare so we did do an extension and we did do it gradually and had some boundaries in place and a bit of trial and error but yeah now it is every other week weekend for um two to three nights it just depends on what his work schedule is sometimes he gets a monday off so he'll we'll keep her out of daycare and he just gets that extra day um and that is working really well because there's just more time for her to settle back with me and then settle back with him like that routine you know so yeah and i think that's important like all the things you did make a lot of sense right did it did it slowly Mm -hmm. do some transition like and you can I mean, it always depends, of course, how the communication is with your ex, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. But kind of establish that. And I think, you know, we try to point to, like, objective criteria to try to figure out if things are working. So you mm-hmm. could say to your ex, maybe, okay, let's try this, but, you know, if she's not sleeping, can we figure out something different? Or, yeah. you know, think of a sort of measure that mm-hmm. you're going to look for. So then you're pointing to these sort of conflict resolution types. You're pointing mm-hmm. to something an exterior objective not just what you want or what you're feeling about yes and so we did have to do that because initially you know when COVID began and we realized we had to make some changes and there was some fighting initially because you know we were worried and stressed um and there was texting and I said you know what let's just like can we just email about this and we went back to email and that gave me time to like read what he said read his suggestions and have time to process it play it out in my mind and then respond accordingly and yeah do exactly what you said like let's just see let's let's try it let's see how it goes and I think that go just just offering up that little bit of let's try it that means so much to the other person yes yeah because there is still that fear like we talked about the beginning of like well she's got way more time than me Mm -hmm. and she has more power so yeah you're kind of showing right yeah okay and that's with older kids that's why it can be really helpful to have them 
touching base with a counselor every yes. once in a while because yeah. the counselor can become your objective criteria, mm-hmm. right? So if the counselor, you could ask the counselor for a report or maybe the whole family could go together one time if the kids aren't doing well. Yeah. And then the counselor might be the one to say like, hey guys, like this every other night thing is not working or, or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? So then the counselor is saying like, this, this schedule is not working for your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not you saying not a good thing. So that can be really helpful to kind of have in your back pocket. I mean, it's always good for kids to have a therapist they can talk to. Yeah, exactly. Um, But that's another good reason is they're sort of monitoring things as things go and you can go to them um, if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess another thing I know you've talked about this with, um, is that is the transition. So the, Mm -hmm. the pickups, the drop-offs, and those can often be tricky and, um, cause stress for the kids. Like, yeah, I mean, we, I think the third party can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, we use that for a time in between that time period where we had the court order and, um, it was really awkward and kind of upsetting to start just because, you know, I felt like such a failure. Like, you know, we can't even exchange the thing that is most important to us without, without it being terrible. But it wasn't even that we would erupt into a huge argument. It was just like, you could feel the tension between us. And I knew that was not good for our daughter. Um, So yeah, we had a family member, uh, my grandfather, actually, who was just like, was a principal for years and um, worked in some pretty tough schools. He'd seen a lot. So (laughs) nothing really faced him. And he's just super calm. So yeah, um, he would come over to my place like an hour before. And that helped me too, because like I would the closer to pick up and drop off, I would be frantic and I didn't even realize that I was being like a I complete think it's psycho to talk about that more because that's yeah. probably people probably feel like they're the weird one but yeah. it's such a common thing it really is and even sometimes now when things are good like I find myself like my palms are sweaty I get like the stomach like I can't eat it's just and and I know like it's probably gonna be fine but it just can like bring up memories from the past so anyways come over and um and then yeah like my ex would kind of pull up I go do a little bit of laundry keep myself busy busy and it was like pretty quick and and that was it so yeah yeah, it was a bit awkward I think for both of us at first because we were like man this sucks we can't even do this but after a few times it was no big deal and then we graduated from that to meeting at neutral ground yes um, which I think really helped yeah yeah just a Starbucks or some yeah Yeah. neutral place yeah and I think I'm you know for older kids of course like little kids need you to help them out and stuff like that but for older kids I don't think there's anything wrong with you know doing in a loving way of just dropping them off at the door, bringing them yeah. in the driveway, right? You yeah. don't have to go up, you know, get out of the car, give them their hugs and kisses, whatever, but mm-hmm. you wave goodbye while they go to the door. Like you I would imagine your kid would like way rather, I mean, I know because I went through this, my, my parents were split. Like yeah. I preferred that. I didn't right. want to see them yeah. fake the niceties, <laughs> right? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. hug me and send me on my way. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my parents divorced too and I don't even remember them ever being together and it was always just this awkward, like weird whenever they were in the same room. Cringy. So yeah, 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 yeah. that's a very interesting point. Yeah, mm-hmm. cringy. So yeah, I think those transition times, I mean, that's where a lot of um, conflict happens. And then I find school can be a good neutral, like when kids get oh, older. Oh yeah, that's great. Just, yeah. you know, the pick up and drop off from school um, is, a, is a great spot. Um, mm-hmm. Whoever's going to bring them. And again, that's the logistics, you know, to figure out like who's available after school or are they able to walk home? Like yeah. for older kids, right? So that's... Um, transition time so yeah I think it just all of it comes down to when we're talking about parent time to try to just take out that 
all or nothing approach. Yeah. You know, who's going to claw in the most time. And I hope we've sort of given a couple ways that you can easily do that and then just have this back and forth dialogue because it's not a set it and forget it situation. Like, yeah, it, exactly. It's going to change. Yeah. Um, so I think when the other parent sees that you're not out to screw them, you're not out to get as much time as you can. Yeah. It's a shared parenting. You've got a range of that 40 to 60%. Mm-hmm. Then you, you've got a good place to be able to have dialogue when changes are going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Let's not look at this like do or die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to change. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for like fully explaining exactly what yeah, <laughs> it is to us. And yeah. I think that's going to be really helpful to our listeners and hopefully provide you guys with some relief as well. And, uh, and a little bit of hope too that, you know, you can come up with something that will work for all of you and it doesn't have to take months or years to get there. Yeah. And thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to